Welcome to the Tin Lounge. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. Today we have another special guest. Her name is Jasmine Dows, and you might know her as the Director of National Accounts at Alma Waterways. And our conversation today is something that is super important to me, and it's about how companies have taken the reins on diversity, equality, inclusion in their marketing materials, but not just that, and how they're incorporating it into their daily operations. I'm super excited about Jasmine as well. I really like our discussion around representation in marketing materials and our talk about how it is just plain good business. So hope you guys enjoy this conversation. And before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Toby AI and Voyager websites. Visit voyagersocial.ai to take Toby for a walk. Hey, Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Tin Lounge. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. It is a pleasure to be here. It's been so long since we last chatted. I think we were on um, an AMA fam for Tulip Time last time we were together. So it's super exciting to see you again. And um, so you're now, I mean, you became director of national accounts like within the past like year, year and a half. I So yeah. tell us yeah. a little bit about like what your role is at Almond right now. Absolutely. Yes, you're right on the money, Teresa. It has been about a year and a half now that I have been um, in the director position with Alma Waterways. But I have had a long history with Alma Waterways, actually. I started Alma Waterways back in 2013. So I will actually be celebrating my 10-year anniversary with this most wonderful company here. But in the last year, I took on the role as director of national accounts. Um, and in this space, I really help to uh, foster, manage, and grow our partnerships and our relationships with our key national account partners out there who really, you know, drive about 90%, uh, 95% of our overall business. Um, so it's great managing these relationships and creating friendships with our most wonderful partners out there. Um, but also what has been something very important for me and something I'm passionate about um, is as AMA remains, you know, committed to their growth in the areas and the fields of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and with that, I do volunteer my time and I'm always looking uh, for ways to help the company as we remain committed in ways that we can show our commitment and support different organizations and um, have the right marketing tools and support available for them as well. So um, working in a few different capacities, but overall, you know, uh, part of the Alma Waterways family. And it's so wonderful that you've been there for such a long time to see the progression and the growth um, within Alma itself. And one of the reasons why we really wanted to have you on the show is because we often talk about trends and travel, where we see the industry going in the future. And a lot of that is the diversity and representation and the inclusion. Because as we see even at conferences, like I know advisors my age, so diverse, you know, we come from so many different kinds of backgrounds, and we see that within our clients as well. And so seeing what Alma has been doing with their new itineraries, the Sulfa Epicurean, as well as the marketing materials that you guys have produced with this in mind, um, it's just really wonderful to see a company take that initiative 
to move forward and to be more inclusive. You know, you couldn't have said it better, Teresa, because I felt like I've I've seen it and witnessed everything firsthand, right? By being right there at the front lines, being involved and really uh, being a liaison, I would say, because while this is certainly my baby and my project and, and it means so much to me, this came as a response not only to what I felt was a need and the opportunity here at AMA, but it was what we started to hear from our partners. It was a need that they had. They wanted to sell our product. They wanted to create these unique experiences, but didn't really know where to start. And once we realized that there was an opportunity there that we could create the tools they needed to get started, that we you know, we were remiss by not having and looked in that direction prior to. And so um, now that we see where the opportunity lies and know that there is a demand for it, a need for it, and hearing from our partners, we're such a responsive company. I think it's one of what we call the AMA differences and why we, you know, like to say that partners love to work with us because overall we're responsive, we're flexible, we're the Yes Cruise Company, and it just extends even further here in this area. And while it's in in alignment with how we normally operate and things that we typically do, um, it's an area I think definitely um, that deserves recognition because as easy as as it is to do and as easy as it is to implement, there are so many companies who won't. Um, who don't see the benefit in it. So for Alma to say, absolutely, it was a no-brainer. And why haven't we been? Absolutely, let's do it. Um, It's just a beautiful thing to witness and to also be a part of. And we can only hope that Alma is now setting an example that other companies will follow. You guys will always be the pioneer, but obviously it's better for everyone if it's not just one company out there making these changes. Absolutely. And it was one thing that stuck with me. I was speaking with one of our owners, Gary Murphy, and we were talking about, you know, some of these opportunities that were there. And, you know, let's talk about how we almost always been recognized as a company to lead the way in river cruising in so many different aspects. And in that conversation, what we were discussing is why can't Alma be the first to lead in this area as well? And and we can, and we did. And so it's just, again, lovely to know that we can have these conversations with our owners and that they can give us the green light. And just like that, we put it into motion and we go out with it. And then it being so well received by the community, by the trade, by really the industry um, in general, just goes to show that um, there, there is a need for it. There is a demand for it. And uh, we're just happy that we will be able to, to deliver on that. And we have the first cruise coming up here soon. So we're just, you know, prayerful and, and pretty confident. We're feeling very good about it that we can deliver ultimately on that experience on board. And I know that it's been so successful that you have more itineraries in 2024 and you are releasing new dates for 2025 with this itinerary as well. So that's super exciting that you guys have such a great response to this initiative. Absolutely. So what we did for 2024 uh, was created two additional France departures and those will run over Juneteenth. Um, And then one Egypt departure. So we decided to add a new destination to this theme. And of course, with Egypt and its already very vibrant and rich history 
um, based on the African diaspora, um, that there was, it was a no brainer to say, this is the next destination that we should provide this theme. So we're excited to dive more into the Nubian villages in Egypt next May. And we are in discussion to say, what does it look like for 25? Do we continue with our core, which is the colors of Provence? Uh, do we continue with the Nile since it just makes so much sense? And do we look at potentially some of our new destinations? Do we look at Colombia? Do we look at maybe a new destination in Europe where we can deliver this theme? So we're excited to know that um, there's flexibility to the theme, right? As you're just celebrating um, a, a, a walk of life on board with like-minded travelers, ultimately that's what it comes down to. So I know with any kind of change, there tends to be you know, maybe not initial buy-in, but it sounds like when this idea was brought up, Alma was very open to the idea. Can you give us a look at the behind the scenes of like the steps it took from having this idea and having it come to fruition? Was it a long process? I mean, what were some of the challenges that you were dealing with? It's been ongoing conversations. It's been ongoing conversations. Um, my story personally started um, as far as my advocacy, I would say, um, is when I became a field sales rep with Armour Waterways. I was a BDM uh, in the Pacific Northwest Territory, and I loved my job. I loved everything I was doing. Um, but there came a point of realization that um, as I was presenting that the content of which I was presenting on, that there weren't any individuals within the content that I was utilizing um, that I could relate to, that that looked like me. And it just made me kind of wonder or question what what might have been the reasoning, you know, behind that. And is this something that we can we can make a change about? Um, and those conversations started happening and we touched on them and, you know, kind of brainstormed. Um, but it really took flight, I would say, when um, I really had the full support of one of our uh, CMOs at the time, who um, is also a, a, an ethnic woman who I think maybe had an understanding um, and really had a game plan of how to actually execute it. I think others were open to the idea, but maybe didn't know exactly what that looked like. Um, and we started with uh, getting models. We actually started with getting models so that we could have content for pictures, simply starting there for PowerPoint presentations, for the brochure, for videos of which we're promoting the Alma Waterways product on social media. Um, and I was so honored because as this opportunity came up to capture content, um, they approached me and, and identified um, my, my mother and my grandmother to be maybe an ideal uh, demographic for the content. And if they would be interested in trying at the time, our brand new um, redefining the River Cruise experience vessel, the Ama Magna. 
So I can let you know I was a little jealous because I had been selling the Alma Magna uh, for years. <laughs> but my mm-hmm. mother and grandmother were going to experience it before I had a chance to. <laughs> but um, it was, you know, in, in good in good uh, earnest. And so they actually came on board on uh, one of the some of the first departures on the Magna. Um, and there was a photographer there, captured some content along with um, a couple that we actually recognize, Sheila and Alonzo Cartledge, our gang travel. Um, they have been doing business with us for many years and thought, you know, they've already been doing business without this, this you know, support and the, these additional tools. So it'd be great to have them be a part of us trying to implement these tools. And so they are also in that content that was captured. And slowly but surely that content just started to be, you know, woven into any opportunities that we had. And we started having internal conversations about being intentional and that if you go by default, then we just fall into where we were and that you have to be intentional. Maybe every five pictures, you take a look and say, are we representing a different culture at some point or a different sexual orientation or a different body type for for that matter, a different age, right? So those are the conversations we started having. Um, And then the conversation started to open up even more during the pandemic, because, you know, George Floyd started happening, you know, Black Lives Matter. There was a lot more pressure put on organizations to take action, not to just, you know, um, take small steps, you know, to actually actively stride towards this very moral and right decision, right, for everyone, for, for us all. And with that being said, you know, we started having more, you know, serious conversations of implementation and what does this look like and getting feedback from partners. And there was an opportunity where there was some things happening on the back end with an advisor, Jackie Williams, and our CMO. And then, of course, things happening internally with myself and, you know, the CMO and myself and Jackie Williams end up being on the same cruise together. And we started to flesh out all of these conversations that we had been having and realized that by working together, we could create something. Um, And it just really took someone who was willing to put it together and take action. And Jackie was willing to do some research and we, we would have meetings and talk about what our wish list was and what could the ideal itinerary look like, put it all together and pitched it to our operations team and they took it and they ran with it and they put together itinerary, came back and said, hey, what do you think about this? Um, How about this, you know, uh, Black Heritage Tour we want to add in Marseille? And, you know, we found the cemetery that we want to visit. There were some of the Black soldiers were were buried and they started coming out with these unique opportunities and ideas. And we thought about the onboard entertainment and it just flowed from there. And that is how we ended up where we are now uh, with an entire product that um, was so well received that it within I would say two months um, the the cruise had actually been sold out uh, within about two two to three months uh, some of those bookings fell off there's been you know some noise with strikes and things happening in France and things here and there that ended up affecting the the um, overall load a little bit closer in but we are still definitely at least 80 percent booked on that departure so Uh, I still like to say it sold out um, in that sense, but it just really spoke volumes to 
the fact that there's consumers there waiting for things like this. And the moment that it was available, um, it was booked and it was a beautiful thing to see. I don't want to forget to ask you for those advisors who want to promote these cruises, is there a place they can go to get promotional materials or any type of tools for marketing? Absolutely. So you can actually just go to amawaterways.com slash soulful. Um, and that will bring up our landing page for the soulful cruises. Also, if you go into our travel advisor portal, there is a marketing toolkit. Um, it is a diversity um, and inclusion toolkit that you can utilize. And there is also a soulful Epicurean toolkit as well. So that gives you specific content that you can utilize to promote this departure, videos, pictures, blog posts, social media content, and things of that sort. Um, but as we always say, one of the number one best resources that AMA can provide is your local medium. And so our mediums are out there to support you if you're interested in selling this cruise. And we always say that um, anyone can sell the cruise. Anyone can travel on the cruise as well. So even if you don't identify or uh, feel that you are a part of, per se, um, the African and Black diaspora, um, you know, we all have diverse friends and that might be something that your client base may be interested in. Um, but not even that. It's just anyone who wants to celebrate the culture, and that could be anyone at, at that point. And so we do want to make sure that that's clear and leave it open, um, that we would love anyone on board who wants to celebrate the culture, and that if you want to sell it, then we want to be here to support you every step of the way. It's okay. so wonderful that you touched on the representation part, not just ethnicity, but also sexual orientation, different sizes. Um, I was recently on a small ship sailing and there was a couple on there from Chicago and they were like an older gay couple, different sizes. Um, one was Guatemalan and one was a white man. And I hopped into a conversation in the middle of what they were saying because they were talking about a travel experience and seeing their brochures. And what caught my attention was one of the gentlemen said, I just don't think that's the right experience for me. I don't see myself in the brochure. I don't think I'll be comfortable. And that was not prompted by anything that I wanted to talk about or said. It was just something that they as consumers mentioned. And I was like, how appropriately timed is this comment? Because that's something that I feel like a lot of advisors who are in the industry who are younger have been saying, you know, we really need more representation because our clients want to know they're going to feel comfortable when they do a particular experience. And one of the ways to help that along is to showcase people they can connect to. And you know, what I, what I think about um, ladies, when I, when I think about what you just said, um, Teresa is that, you know, as, as a society and even just as humans, you know, in general, we always talk about dream and vision right? Uh, we always talk about dream and vision. And one of those things with dream and vision is, is seeing, right? Seeing and imagining. Well, that only happens if you can see someone or imagine 
you being there because someone's already been there, right? If we talk about going to the moon and no one's been to the moon yet, you're not typically going to go for it. But once you realize that there's been life there, you realize that you could also be there as well. Uh, and I, I know that's kind of a far, far off example, but it, it's what representation means. If you if you want to have a vision and you have a dream, it starts from somewhere. And, and those seeds are planted every day. Those seeds are planted on a consistent basis every day. And this is an area um, especially within the African-American community. And, I'm, and I can say that from, you know, firsthand experience, that's always been important because if you don't see, um, you know, that black um, TV, uh, I'm sorry, flight attendant or that um, black TV host or someone of color in a position um, that you may potentially see yourself in, Without seeing them there, it makes you question whether or not you should be there or if you have a chance to be there or if it's even for you. But the moment you see someone that looks like you in those positions, in those places, it becomes tangible. It becomes a reality that even maybe it could be for you as well. And that's what that comes down to, you know, with that couple that you just mentioned. We, we want to see people. We want to see representation. And those were the conversations that some of the tough conversations that we would have to have that would say, you know, I would, I would argue that, you know, marketing, whoever you put in your marketing is a direct reflection of who you want to experience your product. And so with that being said, um, who do you want to experience your product? Because whoever you put out there, those are the ones who are going to identify with it and want to do it because you've already planted the vision in their head. You've already placed the dream in their mind. And so here we're now placing these new dreams and this new vision in people's minds who never saw themselves river cruising before and didn't see themselves river cruising until they seen someone that looked like them who had done it. And um, it seems like a, such a small thing um, but it can be it can be life changing, especially for for young children. That's where it starts. Typically, that that uh, magnitude of what reflection uh, representation could really mean. Yeah, and from from a business point of view, like say maybe you don't have an intrinsic pull toward diversity, equity, and inclusion, which I do, but just say you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a good business decision. It, you know, we're taught in sales to to help paint the picture for people when we're selling something very expensive and very important, we have to get people to visualize themselves experiencing, experiencing these things. And there's only so far your imagine imagination can take you. If all you ever see is like the same stock photos for every single thing. So regardless of any personal beliefs or thoughts or what have you, from a business standpoint, it's just a smart move for any business to make sure that they are are rep- you know showing a lot of different representation in their marketing materials. Mm-hmm. And that's, I would just add that that is you know money left on the table. Um, yeah. you're, it's a demographic. It's a um, an area that you aren't. Um, approaching. You aren't, you aren't targeting. And so here we find ourselves tapping into a new market that, um, you know, the, the latest MMGY report um, mentioned the magnitude of spending 
of not only Black travelers, but Hispanic travelers and how they were some of the top spenders. But a lot of it, you know, end up being domestic. Um, and what that would look like to be able to tap into that um, by by planting a seed of other ways for them to travel and other places mm-hmm. for them to visit and new experiences mm-hmm. for them to take part in. And that's what we're doing. And we're seeing agencies who have never done business before go from zero dollars on the books to, you know, basically selling out a full soulful Epicurean charter in a matter of a week, which that means that we were leaving that money on the table because that young woman wanted to do business and was able to do business with us. Um, but we needed to be able to deliver something that she could then turn around and deliver to her clientele. And not only do you guys put ideas into actions, like you are actually award-winning 2022 Magellan Award for Diversity for Alma Waterways, which speaks volumes about all the efforts that you've put in to creating something so, I don't know, so new, so refreshing and, and, you know, really bringing the industry forward. That was a big moment um, to be recognized. It is a new category for the Magellan Awards in the past year, um, but it is one that for us to be recognized, and a lot of it had to do with what we did with our marketing and with the soulful, um, but it's it's all about marketing, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so it just further speaks to the commitment that we have and to have, um, you know, such a prestigious award um, being delivered to us for our efforts in this area. It just continues to give us the motivation to continue to move forward and the confirmation that we're doing the right thing and that this is needed. Um, and as we hopefully continue to win awards and continue to make a splash and con- and continue to speak about it, um, we can continue to deliver. We are looking at the conferences over the last three years and um, one of the most consistent topics um, at conferences nowadays is that DEI conversation. It's the diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it is there's a space being added for it everywhere you turn. And so it is becoming more of a mainstream topic, I think, within the industry. And if we can have already implemented and, and be utilized as an example, um, within these conversations, it's a great place to be in, um, to be a, one of those model companies to say, for those who say, well, it just doesn't happen overnight. And then we can say, but it, but it could, it could happen overnight. It, it can actually, it just depends on where you stand on the overall subject. And if it's something that you wish to stand behind, um, one of the conversations I had with Amo as we were discussing the implementation of representation and, you know, things happening overnight was, you know, we discussed how a perfect example is when we, we realized there was an opportunity in active travel, you know, biking and hiking and wellness and that type of focus. Well, once we realized that, you know, what do we do? We got photographers. We went and got pictures of people biking and people hiking with their helmets on and we put it on the front of the brochure back in, I think it was 2019, and we implemented it here and there. And it was something that we could do. And we thought if we can do that 
in this area because we wanted to have this additional focus, then can we not take that same game plan and utilize it in this area where we want to create an additional focus? And so being able to share that and for others to maybe hear that and realize that that is all it takes on their side too and the world of business that it will actually open up for them for doing so. Can't uh, can't be a good leader if you're if you're coming from a place of fear. You have to be bold and take action and make it happen, right? Yes. And that's what's so special about Ama being a family-owned company. And I can say that is why I have been here for 10 years. The level of engagement, um, the genuine nature of our ownership, the involvement that I have with them on a day-to-day basis, um, their investment into my growth over the years. I started as a reservations you know, agent back in 2013 and the opportunities I've had year over year, future leaders, right, where Teresa and I first met, these opportunities that come. But And I kind of spoke and I touched on it when we first started, but it's that concept of being flexible and being open and and always being willing to try new things. And this has always been the concept of who this company is because of being family owned and operated. And the fact that, you know, Christine's office is maybe just, you know, 20 steps ahead of me and I could walk in there and say, Christine, I've got this idea. And she's okay, let's go for it. Let's do it. Um, you have my blessing. And if you need anything along the way, you just let me know. Um, there's there's a lot of beauty in that. And that um, resonates not only with trying new things and being innovative, especially in the DEI space, but just overall, when you talk about river cruising and why to choose river, but not only why to choose river, but why to choose AMA. And um, they are at the forefront of that reason why, Rudy, Christine, and Gary Murphy. I did have the pleasure of sailing with Christine on TPI's Top Producer Retreat, and she is amazing. (laughs) She's like just, um, I don't want to say firecracker. That sounds like old lady cheesy, but that's kind of what I think about with her. Yeah, it's (laughs) the sparkle, right? It's the sparkle. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for your time and for the discussion on this really important topic that I feel like we're going to see more and more as we move through the years. And one can only hope that other travel companies, other suppliers will follow in the same footsteps. We're seeing more and more of it. And we're, we're, we're hopeful and prayerful um, that they see the opportunities there and, and see see the business case, obviously the business case behind it, but, but to see the morality behind it too and, and how it, it just creates a space for us all to just be. And um, it's a beautiful place for us to be. Travel is a force of good. Travel is about differences. Travel is about diversity, right? Travel is about exposure to different cultures. And so the more... Um, the more palatable we can be to that concept and idea, um, the more that we lean into the power and, the, and our love for travel as, as for everything that it is and exists and stands for. Way to end this on some goosebumps, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again so much for being here today. 
Thank you, ladies. It has been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate the platform and uh, thank you for giving us an opportunity to talk about this amazing experience. And we hope that some of your folks out there that are listening can come check it out and maybe even send some of their clients on board to experience it with us. And once again, they should go to amawaterways.com slash soulful, right? Yes, that's it. We'll get that into the show notes as well. Wonderful. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again to Jasmine Dows for joining us. I know she's super busy. She's getting ready to hop on the very first soulful Epicurean sailing with Alma. So, so wonderful that she could join us for this episode. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.